Welcome back, Swazzers. We're back for now, episode 10, season 3 of A Bit of Swaz. And most importantly, our beloved Cardiff City are back to winning ways for the first time in 101 days. The Bluebirds are back under new boss Sabrina Mucci and of course his assistant and familiar face, Mr. Saul Bamba. But we'll get into all that. But before we get into anything, let me firstly introduce the right-hand man, William Kosh. Koshy, how does it feel to smile again? <laughs> it feels good, mate. It feels good. Mate, we're uh, back. Yeah, a long time coming, eh? Okay, a long time coming. Good smile away through Christmas, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Well, mate, you haven't answered like that since probably by episode two. So, maybe so. Maybe so. Well, remember, we're at SwazPod on the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. So, like, love, share, comment, and most importantly, subscribe. Like we mentioned, it's started to look positive around the Cardiff City Stadium since new boss Sabrina Mucci has come in. But let's go rewind back to the start where it all started in a 1-0 loss to Luton Town on the last day of January. Well, how did the gaffer do in his first game of charge and only a few days with the boys? Yeah, he only had a few days with the, the players. Look, we look, look more direct brand, that's all I can say. More chances getting created. Oge looked well, to be fair to him. Had a couple of chances himself. But, um, yeah, we, we were unbeaten brand. That last five away games at Kenilworth Road brand. And we were looking to win... Oh. Looking to win our fourth away league game in a row against Luton in the gaff. Oh. But um, Luton completed the double against us this year, bro. We completed the double. And it's the first time we did it since 1999, the 2000 season. So, um, yeah, we love them stats, it, don't we? We love them stats, and uh, they've done it this time. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, I think the start of the Remain Surrey show, Brands. Hey, I, you, you said at the start of the season, mate. I said at the start, of, well, I'm not sure if I said the start of the season. Well, what did I say, Simon of the season, or was it the best player? It was one of the two. I think he might have been best player. I don't think he was your dark horse. I think he was your player of the season, I think you went for. Yeah, because we all know the quality he has. It's just maybe his, his ability going backwards as well as going forwards. But in the right system, right manager, we could see, we could see the best player in Cardiff City, as I said. But um, good start. Obviously, you didn't get a win, but XG was high, brand pump and seven. I know people be moaning about not creating enough chances or not or not taking the right chances, but it wasn't a bad. Maybe unlucky not to get a point, but good start, especially the only few days he had with the team as well. Well, the next game didn't come any easier with whole city away, which was never going to be an easy task. Like we said, just got it, just got with the boys. You know, we just back to back off Luton. And uh, it unfortunately showed after full-back Cyrus Christie getting the only goal of the game in the 62nd minute. Unfortunate, to say the least. But were you disappointed, Will, after the game? Uh, yeah, a hole is always a difficult place to go to, Brands. Um, we really won one game in our last seven visits to Hull. And they came back in 2018 with a 2-0 win, which we want to remember. Yeah. But they came, they came to the game on good form. Um, I mean, lost one of the last eight league games with three wins and four draws. A couple of good players in their squads. Almost, was a Premier League team, so a couple of years back. So a difficult place to go, and it's a really long trip for the fans to get to as well. So 100%. difficult game, for, for especially it's another away game for Mucci as well. Maybe you would much rather that game be at home, see so more time on the training grounds, you have to travel. But yeah, still, still uh, positives though. 
seen improvements. Another game, you got to see his players. Obviously, new signing Cabra as well. Did you mention? Yeah, um, got his um first appearance, wasn't it? Yeah. Um. So nice to see. Nice to see. Him. Nice. We've actually bought a striker brand. <laughs> a number ten. Wait, we needed it. We <laughs> needed it, mate. Well, I will say. I although, I mean, like you said, we're seeing we've seen a different type of football, which, in a way. Listen, I know Nathan would be fuming with me saying this, but it like we need to to change the football a bit. I go listen. I'm the first person I wanted to play the possession style of football and better looking football, like we used to, like you know what we used. To, well, I say what we used to not in the last ten years, but what Cardiff City identity is. And then I feel like this football is going back, and that's why you see a lot of fans. Well, I feel like it was more well, the I older t- generation really after them first two losses. They were think thinking. We're going back to square one. We're going back to the back, like the long ball football, the direct football. But yeah. if you look a bit later on, it might we might need it. We I, might need I it. I, I don't think it's as direct as, you, as we all think. I think it's just getting us up the pitch and maybe just cutting the passes out the back and just getting us more time there in the opposition's half instead of wasting five minutes trying to build up. And when you've got mm. the likes of like uh, Cava now and Etete to hold the ball up, and then you've got Robinson linking off and Oja as we've been seeing. It's much more effective because we're we're killing time during the game trying to play out and then when we have the chances we don't score the chances by getting straight in their half and then get a couple of chances early on. When then we're eventually going to find the back of the net, which we saw in um, all the coming games. But yeah, I think at the moment it's the best way to go. Because like, we just need to win games and the simple fact is get a ball in the opposition's half as quickly as you possibly can and score goals. And that's the only way we do it. I think at the moment. Well, speaking of uh, Cabo, which he did score, which was against Michael Carrick's Middlesbrough, who has been on fire since he's taken over, which we did mention last ep- episode, which led to a 3-1 loss at home after going 1-0 down early on. We had a spark of hope from, as I mentioned, new signing, sorry, Cabo, which it was more than pleasing to see him get his first goal to equalise it. But the Cameron Archer then made it 2-1 before the break just for Riley McGree to, e- to put the nail in the coffin in the 90th minute. Well, would you say it was more the same against Middlesbrough? Although a much better team, and I will say a much better team with the ball at their feet, especially since Michael Carrick's come, yeah. come in and a good quality of players. But did you see the same sort of thing coming over? Because when you look at it, that's his first three games with three losses on the trot, like on the eternal look good, considering how uh, fond a lot of fans are looking at him now, which we'll get into later on. Yeah. What did you make of the Middlesbrough game at home as well? Well, first home game for him, so it was nice to see uh, nice to see the team back as well after being a long time in the two away games. Um, yeah, we had a way trip. I think it would always be difficult because Michael Carrick brand. I I think Burnley and Middlesbrough are the best sides in the championship. I know Sheffield United above Middlesbrough, but Michael Carrick's identity brand and his style of play and his tactics is unbelievable. And funny enough, since he took charge in October, only Burnley and Sheffield United. 33 wins Burnley have had. No, it's 33 points, sorry. Burnley have had. Uh, uh, and Sheffield United have taken 32 points. With Middlesbrough only taking 31 points. So they're chasing Burnley and Sheffield United. And I believe... Um, I believe that Burnley and Middlesbrough are going up. I I, I think Carrick's um, style of playing, how he's got his players playing, is, and they've, as you mentioned, Car- they've got Cameron Archer, brilliant, brilliant signing Jeremy to bring in. Um, I can see him getting promoted, Brand. I'm not gonna lie. Um, but coming into the game, Brand, we need to score one goal in our last seven games, and we will win this eleven. 
games, having drawn five and lost six. So it was always difficult for Lamucci, but well, funny enough, eighty percent of our goals, friends, in twenty twenty three coming to this game, yeah, have came against yeah. Premier League sides Leeds. So eighty percent of our goals were scored against Leeds oh my. in twenty twenty three. That is nuts. That's a nuts. That is so, nuts. That is nuts. Consider we're like at the end of February. <laughs> yeah, but like, you know, give or take. But we scored. Cabo scored. The XG was gone at one point seven again, so it's staying consistent. But um, yeah, Middlesbrough a class brand. I see what you're saying in that sense. Well, like it was a losing battle going in. I mean, coming off two losses, new manager against, as you said, arguably the best side in the in the league, which is quite mad that we can find on form on on form right now. There's Devon Pearly, the two best sides, isn't it? It's mad that it's taken us to the end of February to start. Even now, we're still a bit iffy even, to, to, to brand, pick who's going to be at the top of the championship. Even Middlesbrough brand, they were down the bottom with us, and we we had the opportunity to go for Michael Carrick. I remember seeing the odds; he was eighteen to eighteen to one be the car seat manager at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but like, before Hudson got a job, and Middlesbrough took a gamble, went with Carrick, and now they're third in the league, mate. Eh? So um, hey. hey. Mate, it is what if, it any, is. <laughs> if anything we learn from Cardiff City is that they'll keep on Cardiff City in. But come February 14th in the Midlands, something very special happened. Birmingham nil, Cardiff City 2. Finally, <laughs> finally. I think I can speak for every Bluebirds fan out there. But at the end of that 90 minutes, a tear came to my eye. A game that could have gone either way up to the 84th minute. But then my player of the year last year, my Swaz player of the year last year, scored arguably the goal of this season with that out-of-this-world free kick by Mr. Perry NG. Unbelievable. And to top it off, Villa boy Callum Robinson puts the game to bed with a lovely finish. Well, mate, did you, did you see that finish well? Unbelievable. Take a pass, couple of players. You can see, you can see how much it meant to him, mate. You can see how much it meant to him and everyone on that pitch. Mate, I've watched it back since. I tell you what, if you listen to this, watch it back again. Why not? But the free kick, I'm surprised, Brand, that Perry and G took it. I'm not gonna lie to you, because I couldn't really, work, I couldn't work out who was actually taking it. I couldn't work out who was taking it at the start, and then I, I saw Perry I and G. I thought it was Yeah, I, I couldn't really work out who it was, and it went, it went top bins, as they say, but. Good positive result round two 0 clean sheet as well. Interesting. And we had the best XG against with zero point three, so performed very well defensively, which people have been saying. Um, that just our, our offense is the problem, but clearly on this game with NG and both and Robinson scoring, and also new style of play five at the back. So five um, at the back. How did you feel about that five at the back change? Well, well, I always thought like. Especially at the end of last season, five back, five at the back was the way to go. Because we we had especially with NG. If you want to play NG in our team, he's he's a five at the back player in the right centre half position. Now that we have McGuinness and then Kiprid back, you have that that um option for set pieces then as well. And also, it's a perfect way to get O'Dowdrin as as a wing back and as a wing at the same time. When when that like, four backs are problem at the moment, especially on the left side, so it's a perfect way to get O'Dowdrin. Which is the other side of the problem. Obviously, Romero has came back as well, as we meant, uh, as we haven't mentioned yet. But um, he's been playing finishing there, which we'll get into. But there's, there's a lot of 
um, options with the five at the back. And it doesn't always have to be a five at the back in possession either. It could be those four backs who become wingers and that's where it gets a bit complicated and that's where, that's where um, the tactics come into play, as they say. But um, I think five at the back is a way, brand, especially if we could play like that 5-3-2 with like, the 10 as well, if we, if, if we want to get more goals. And obviously we know we've got Carl Wells as a 10, we've got Oja, Odell as a, as a 10. No, Odell, sorry. Ojo as a 10 and we've got um, Robinson who's play, been playing 10. So I think it's the way to go forward, Brands. Do you think it just creates more options with the squad that we got and the players that we got available? I just I just feel more safe as well, Brad. Yeah, it does give more options. But I think when you have the five at the back, you just feel like you, we're not going to concede many today. But we're also going to be in the game at the same time. Especially when you've got McGuinness and Kipri. Yeah, it just feels like we're going to be in the game no matter who we're going to play against. And we're going to have an opportunity at some point. So hopefully we'll take the opportunity. Well, I don't want to dampen the spirits now. But this, I, although, like I mentioned, I was ecstatic after this win. Like, first win in 101 days. Like, this is, I mean, this is, it's time for celebration. Although, and then I got to lose back. For that game, up until the 84th minute when Perry NG stuck that free kick in. Not to say, just, not to say we were poor because Berman and Marav were poor as well. But, like, it was not very good football from a long way. And like, and like I said, we're going to need games like that to get results. And I know what you're going to say, we were being direct in this, and we're going to need games like that to get results. But I, I, I just say it, it still scares me at how, like, how long can this last? Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how many teams can we actually pull this sort of style of football off against? I'll be a funny brand, but do you see the pitch? It was awful. I don't mean to be football on that pitch, but I, I still, I, I think we should play better football than we have previously when we gone direct. I think it's just, well, it's not as direct as we all think. It's just getting the ball at the pitch as soon as possible and then playing in their half instead of playing our own half. It's just it's just not playing out of defence. It's playing in their half instead of in our half. That's what it is. I, I, I see what you're saying with that. But I, I, like I said, I just I just want to see how many, which teams it can work against. Do you know what I mean? Because like, like if we go against teams with like Michael Carrick's medals, bro. It can't, it can't survive against teams like that. I know that's the most informed team in the league, but that's the sort of standards that we got to be looking for and upholding towards because we're trying to survive in this championship. But it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying what I see and, I, and what I see from the games. Although I'm buzzing more than the next person and I do believe we'll stay up under Lumucci and I do believe that it's starting to look positive on Cardiff City and I do believe that, you know, we're, not, we're starting to at least change towards something positive but we've got to stay mindful bluebirds we've got to stay mindful i tell, I tell you what we, we also got mentioned as well brand it was nice to see bamba with the fans after the game as well oh the old the old neil warnock uh trademark oh. as they say, the fist pumps oh. it's just that you was see the fans every minute oh 100 percent. It was, it was nice to see the players as well brand the players the reaction they're all smiling because they know how much like obviously it means to bamba to win the game with them but also, how much they relief it takes off them, and then be able to celebrate with the fans and reward the fans for travelling because we, we travel really well this season, and we haven't seen well any any result from it either. But... <laughs> well, think of, think about it. What when was the last time you seen like a player jump in and celebrate with the fans? Because we haven't had nothing to celebrate over. So you've got to think how much it meant to them players on the pitch as well. They've had their first, their first win in 101 days, as much as it means a heap load to us and. How much you can make a difference on us emotionally? Like you got to think, this is them going to work. Like they, you got to think in a way, 
They haven't succeeded at their work in 101 days. Imagine going to work and you haven't done good for 101 days. Do you know what I mean? It's going to take a toll on you, especially mentally. So you can see how much it meant to them players down there and the camaraderie that, w- that will build and moments like that will just make the team stronger and work better together. And I hope that Lamucci and I know Bamba will can be, be able to rally them with that sort of energy. But then it was back at the Cardiff City Stadium and waiting for us was Paul Ince and his red inside. And in all fairness... I feel like this game is where a lot of optimism from the fans are coming from. Because we dominated possession by creating chances. You know, we hit the bar. Robinson was just pulling rabbits out of his hats. You know, really going for it. And then, I know you're going to get excited. Well, Big Romain Sawyer scored that beautiful goal to win in the 90th minute. And once again, you can see how much that meant to the boys, which is all you can hope for as fans. But that goal, well, to finish it off. Unbelievable technique, wasn't it? He bounced into the grounds, bounced in the bottom corner, right at the end. Massive, massive back-to-back wins. Clean sheet, two clean sheets back-to-back as well. Massive. And he capped off a good performance, really, didn't they? We deserve to win. Matter of chances of Robson hit the bar. Everyone else hit the bar. <laughs> um, yeah, what's it called? Philogene played wing-back as well, didn't he? So, um, interesting. That was very interesting so to see. You may be... You, Especially the start of the season, we never thought Philogene is a wing back. But um, never. 19 shots, 64 percent uh, possession, and uh, yeah, as you said, 101 games took us to win at home, and we almost equaled our biggest ever streak brands of nine games mm. <laughs> at home at a win, which came back in 1981. <laughs> so at least we haven't bloody hell, mate. <laughs> equaled that. At least you haven't done another bad record. But obviously, uh, injuries, wasn't it? Uh, a couple of injuries, scares, and Odell having a scan. Uh, mm. Robertson out for a while. Um, so, positives and negatives. Well, Roberts, of course, of course. Well, just to mention that Robertson, it was a hamstring injury. And I, and I said, listen, well, you've seen, I text you straight away. As soon as I seen him go down, because he carried on playing towards the end of the game, but as soon as I seen him go down, I was like, he's done it. He's done it. He just, I could just see that he just moved too quickly. But... He's out for um. They're saying apparently the next five games. Do you know how much? How much do you think we're going to struggle going forward without Robinson? You know, we just got. We've only scored twenty five goals in thirty three games this season ourselves, and that's with Robinson. And he's been involved in most likely half at least. How do you think we're going to last without him? I think I think he is our, like our main threat going forward. He's the link between everyone going up top. Um. Uh, I don't think we will struggle, Brand. I think it just needs to be big performances now from Ojo and hopefully I'm not sure what Co- is Carlos still fit, but if uh, if Carlos available, Ojo's playing. Them two, if we oh you might even change formation again, Brand. We never know, but if you are going to sit this this mm. way, them two have had to have massive games. Oh, uh, but I would really, I I still think maybe like someone like Raymond Botley could do a job there and be like a box a box type of player. If you know what I'm saying. Mm. It might be, or it, could it, it be an opportunity? Not, or you might even put Soyuz with further forwards, Brand. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, I see that. There's a lot of avenues you could explore with, but depends which way he's gonna go. I think we should keep the that formation and style, and maybe have Soyuz. Probably Soyuz is probably the favorite. That maybe go in our role. Maybe Ojo, the two favorites. But we still have the people like Kowal to come off the bench. So um, yeah, be interesting. To see Do you think it could be an opportunity for Kowal? 
Uh, 100%. Maybe to step in now because he, he can't get into the side under Lamucci and obviously we're massive fans of Colwell and Davis who has just come back from injury. We want to, to see them in the team. Do, do, you, do you feel like this could be an opportunity now for, for Colwell to really step up and make, you know, put his yeah. name in that team sheet? That's a perfect opportunity, especially if you look at the next fixtures. It's, it's a seven-side derby coming up. So um, all you have to do is scroll in that game and then <laughs> can't see careers, back uh, on film. In the, in the history books. And, um, but yeah, there is a chance. All he needs is a chance and this could be his chance. But we don't, I don't know how fit he is and how much fitness and what's going on there. But I, I can see maybe Ojo and Sawyer's maybe starting there, the next, especially the next game coming, maybe the derby as well with experience. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. There's plenty of options. There's plenty of options. But like I said, although I've, you know, slated the football maybe a little bit under Lamucci, not slated it, but I've just said it for what it is, for what I see, from what I can see it as. I, I feel in that Reds game, maybe, again, because it was a, a team with less quality within it, but I feel like in that game, that's the type of football I, I want to see more of. Don't get me wrong, we were hitting along and we were trying to play it through the channels, but it was at least more like intent and you know, attacking minded, and they were and they were trying to play football in areas, especially Robinson. This is why I think he's so crucial. I'm absolutely feared, feared for my life, for the club's life, for these five games that Robinson's out because the amount he, the amount he creates on that pitch, even if it's just that little pass to then like a key pass, then create the other options out wide to then put in the. It's just everything he's doing, the pass, the move, bringing the defenders away. I feel. He's been our most effective player this season. Whether you want to say best or not, you know, make your decision. But in terms of effectiveness, I feel he's been our most effective player this season. Well, now is the time for the fans' questions. Now, we put questions out on Twitter and you flooded the section. So, the fans' questions, Swazzers. We put questions out on Twitter and... You replied. So first, we got Barry Jones. Barry J, how are you doing? He said, is this another false dawn for City fans again? Or is this the new messiah that City have been waiting for? Well, is Sabrina Mucci the new messiah that City's been waiting for? Barry Jones wants to know. Um, yeah, I think he is. Oh, I'm very confident, but carry on. I I was a confident. I was like, yeah. Um, <laughs> I I think it's all about next season, especially if he stays. That's where it gets really interesting. When he has his own pre-season and his own actual reflection on what uh, how he how he's going to take it forward and how he's going to adopt his style to this team and then obviously players, players that well. suit his style. Um, I think I think he's a good manager. I, I really think he is, and I think. The players have been speaking highly of him, especially the training session. I saw a photo the other day, and he's, he had his kit on, with shin pads on and everything, playing in the training session. And we all know he was a baller back in the day, but... Um, yeah, I think his style of play... I, I, still, I still don't think we've seen what Lamucci could do. I don't think we've seen all his tactics and style. I think in the moment, he's just, just trying to get wins, and his, his best way he could do that, with what he knows. Mm. And... Especially with Bamba under him as well. I think that that mix with the Bamba and Lamucci is really dangerous, especially going into next season, if that's what's going to be ha- what's going to happen. With Bamba knowing the club, obviously, playing with the club. And then uh, the link that Bamba has with him, the relationship. 
I think it could work really well, and I'm, I'm excited really, and hopefully it does stay on. Well, I won't lie. Well, I'm similarly in the same boat. I agree with everything you said, but my opinion again, I think I think a new messiah that the city has been waiting for would be a new owner, if anything. <laughs> I think that I think that's looking for you know a big change. You know, start is it time to start? You know. To really fall and bleed for the city again, I feel like that's the only thing that could really turn me. Not to say I'm not excited about Lamucci, and not to say I'm not optimistic, and not to say I don't think you do well. For I'm just saying, if you really want to, you know, if you want me to look at someone and say, there's the Messiah, this is who's going to save Cardiff City, there's only so much Lamucci and Saul Bamba can do from their position. Although they're doing a very good job at the moment. But that's how I feel on it. The next question. It's from Richie Lou. Richie Lou, how are we doing? He said, two wins out of five. A change in formation. We are actually scoring goals and the fans are excited again. Would you like Sabrina Mucci to stay on after this season if he keeps us up? Or if Nathan Jones was available, would you prefer he came in as manager next season? Interessant, <laughs> Richie Lou. Uh, I feel like I'm more than obliged to answer this. He was, you know, I've come and said on this podcast many times. I'm a massive <laughs> fan of Nathan Jones. Massive fan of Nathan Jones. And, you know, when we were looking for appointments about, you know, four times this season, every time <laughs> I, said, I said, yeah, let's get, let's look at him. Let's try and get him in, you know, City fan, this so and so on. But in terms of that question, again, it depends. It depends what happens, isn't it? Like, say we play absolutely poor football and we, like, I don't know, we stay up by a point or something. I don't know. I think it's all situational. I think you've got to, you know, situational analysis. I think you've got to look, you know, after the season, see where we are then. I can't really speak for now, but like I said, I think <laughs> since Lamucci has came in, he is, he's looking good. He's, I feel like there's no reason right now, although, you know, I've, I've given my certain concerns, I don't feel like there's an exact... <laughs> reason to bring you know at least start to look past him in it at the moment let's let's see what we'll go on first now what, what do you think well i got a feeling you disagree with this statement <laughs> Mate, he's lost a plot nathan jones i'm only joking did you see his press conference <laughs> yeah of course before he got sacked yeah I think we all do. He's probably married a, a nice Welsh valley girl. And he's probably staying in the valleys for the time being. <laughs> but I think... Yeah, I obviously, like, like Nathan Jones to be a Cardiff City manager. But what I think I like it so much is the fact that he's a Cardiff boy through and through. And yeah, I, I, think, like, I, I think that's what I want that connection. I want that connection between the manager and fans. But I think we've got that now with Bamba, with um, Lamucci and the system manager. And I think... It's not broke yet, so that's not, that's not fix it. So um, yeah, he's give he's give a chance, and I'm not sure, probably Nathan Jones probably would like a holiday for a couple of months anyway. So um, he needs it. That's just look, let him just chill out a bit after he experiences the prem. But valuable experience of the prem, so um, would remind him eventually at some point. But right now, well, at the end of the season, probably not. Just at the moment, I'll be excited to see what. Lemushi could cook and Bam could cook and uh, see where we where we are next year. I feel like I feel like for once, well, we 
We thoroughly agree on this one. And well, I say thoroughly correct, correct brand as well, so... Yeah, I know. You always so, say uh, this you to me. You can't say you're on possession of football. Then I know, but he's, he just Jones. sells <laughs> me, mate. He sells... He, he sold himself to me, mate. I just... I buy him what he's giving, do you know what I mean? Not in terms of football, it's just him, like... Do you know what I mean? But, you know, yeah. like you said, innit? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, I know we just bought Lamuchin, but... Let's say, let's say, you know, hypothetical sake, say it all goes downhill for Lamucci and Bamba, yeah? And then come next season in the summer, we're looking for a new manager. If we can give him a full pre-season, let's say, again, this is hypothetical, you know, worst case scenario. If we can give him a full pre-season, then, then, then maybe, like I said, it's all situational. Then I start to think, yeah, bring him in. I'd be, and to be honest, if we were bringing him in, I'd still be buzzing. But like I mentioned earlier, the only person or situation that's going to really save this club is a new owner. So, you know, give or take, give or take. The next question is from Ian Ballinger. He says, ooh, very good question, yeah. Where do Colwell, Davis, Bagan and King fit in for a relegation battle or do we not see him again until next season? Interesting, well, very uh-huh. interesting. And just to give a little side comment from underneath from the man himself, big Gareth Dunning, Gareth D. He says, next season, I think, but who knows? Colwell and Davis came into the season injured and it's hard to catch up. King will have to prove himself. I like him. Bagan, don't rate him, to be honest, but happy to be proved wrong. Needs that edge, that aggression comes from within. Can't teach it. Well, very, very interesting debate there on the Twitter. Well, do I know we mentioned Colwood earlier, but do these four players get a game time this season? Do they fit into the side? I think, especially some of them, it depends on how we finish the season, if we're safe. So, would he experiment with them at the end, at the back end of the season, when there's like four games left? Um, obviously, I think Davis have a part of the play at some point. If that's off the bench or starting, you'd be playing. I think. Um, Carwell depends on his injury and how how fit you can get back. You probably will make another appearance and have an impact. Uh, Bagan's interesting. Mm. You might even be. Uh, I don't know. It depends. It depends on how fit Odalda stays and how. While he plays, obviously, which he's been so consistent, I don't, I can't really see Bagan having much opportunity. But he did, he did, he did not too bad. I know he got sent off against Leeds, but the first leg, I, I thought he was okay before he got sent off. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, I, I agree, I agree. But um, I do agree. King, I think that's why I said it at the start. Like, it depends on how many games. If we do stay up, of how how many games we are safe and. Can he experiment with the squads? Because I think he's a player there, and I think he's good. Got tra- yeah, uh, he's been on loan. He had, he's had some experience. Bit of experience, um, yeah. It'd be nice to rotate the squad as well. I mean, it might, it might be handy to have him in, just so with, like some fresh legs get in. But that midfield is stacked, man. You got like Rolls, Wintle, Sawyer's, yeah. Carwell, Ojo. Now is the ten. Um, Ruben Botter. Abu Adams hasn't even came back yet. He talked about him. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we don't forget you, Abu. Don't worry, we haven't forgot you. So, um, even Sang Brand, Tom Sang. So, um, yeah. The so yeah. it's it's a hard place to even get close or get on the bench to play on because there's so many players that have 
in that position. It is. I, I, like I, I, couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I know. I'd like to see him maybe give an opportunity with Apollo Bills, obviously, without of every cup. But I don't know. I think maybe in terms of King, for, uh, Eli for next season, maybe I'd, I'd put him in that next season category. Bagan, and this is the thing again. Like I'm, I feel like I'm the biggest fan of Bagan. I like. I, I think Bagan's contract's out the end of the season as well, Brands. Yeah, it is. You are right. You are right. I hope they do, but I hope they do give him a contract because it's like you said about King. There's a player in there, and like, but I feel like more with Bagan. We've seen him play at this level and have good games at this level. That's the problem, and he like I feel like they like I said there really is a good left back in there, like and that can play wing back and play the full back just as well. I feel like he's. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's just because I see the potential in him. So I think maybe he can get some games this season because, like we said, Dowd has been playing left back at the moment. So you know he's not going to be able to play every game. It's a hard, long championship season. So I feel like he he should be getting some more appearances, and he I feel like we will see him a few more times throughout the season. Depends on how Lamutri likes him. Isaac. I mean, I said since day dot how much of a fan I'm at Isaac. Even since he's come back, he still looks his good old self. But like, like, again, it's going to come with opportunity. And right now, we can't just be giving out opportunities to players winning a relegation battle. So we can't gamble on fitness. But Isaac, I feel like you put him in this ideal. You can guarantee efforts from him. You can guarantee, you know, hard working and willingness. So Davis, I feel like he goes into the side for me this season. And Corwell, Corwell's just had a massive question mark on him this season. I don't know what's going on. I'm still a massive fan of him and... Do you know what I mean? And every time, I've, I, I, I say this to everyone, I feel like on his day, he, is our, he could be our best player. I know this is nuts because it kind of gets into the 21s at the moment, but on a day, he, he can be our best player. He can make something happen in a split moment. But I just feel like he just needs that confidence. And I mean, we'll see, we'll see how that confidence goes, you know, whether it increases or de- decreases under Lamucci and Bamba. But other comments to... The Gareth Dunning comment and the Ian Ballinger comment was Yusuf Talib. He said, next season, agreed, in terms of what Gareth's comment. It's a shame for us as fans and them as players and the club in that this year has turned out the way it has. Some of those youngsters need to go and have a fresh start, but hopefully we can retain a good core of them and push them through again next year. Yusuf, I couldn't agree more in the sense that for I feel like for once, Cardiff City should start to look. I know we're trying to survive for this season. That should be the main priority. But we should also have in the back of our mind with these young players and the development of them. Because, I mean, we've seen at the club the development of players haven't exactly been top tier since, well, since new ownership in the last 10 years. I mean, we keep losing back. Another comment was the comment Bluebird saying, I can see Burnley coming in for Davis again this summer. That wouldn't be good news with it well. Oh, uh, oh! Would you take a big sum for <laughs> Davis? Oh, uh, uh, apparently next five million been rumours. I think for Welsh football, it could be, it could be a good thing. For us, it could be a good thing still if the money's good. We could invest and get a couple of players with our money. But what what we don't want is to have another season like this, and we've like we take more time off his his development and. We don't, want to, we don't want to ruin a player's career either, but obviously we, I love Davis. I think he's a quality player, so I would, I would love to see him be a, a first-team regular and score a lot of goals to Cardiff City and get to the Premier League, but sometimes players are better elsewhere. And, mm. yeah, 
might see him come back one day if if that happens. But um, I probably would take the money if a, a, a bid comes in, quite a lot of money, a five million. It might be the best. It must be might be the best for him, like you mentioned. Like like I said, that club isn't exactly uh, <laughs> on the ascension. And especially especially Burnley, and they got Bellamy working there. And I think it could mm. really work for him there as well. Could, but, could be playing Premier League next season. Like what, that's Premier what he's going to be think, yeah. thinking. So he's going to yeah. be thinking. That is what he's going to be thinking. And the next comment came from Keith G sixty five. Keith said, "Bamba could help the younger youngsters with passion and commitment." Will, how much of an impact do you feel Bamba will have on the younger players? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The time in the academy as well, didn't he? So he coached a couple of them as well at some points in pre-season, if you remember. So he probably knows a couple of them. I'm sure, and I'm, and obviously, I think some of those, I think the academy players already know what it's like to play this club because they've been here for so long and they understand the club how it runs. But um, I think his impact is going to be massive for Cardiff, on and off the pitch. Um, you saw against uh, Birmingham just defensively how how much they he pushed the line up. You see him speaking to him. Constantly communicating, tend to get up, and they cut him off sides. Especially have Troy Dini up front. He's not going to run in behind, is he? So he'll get as high, high as possible. But yeah, he's a big leader and he's a big figure in the change rooms, especially for the club. So he could help promote and show, and he understands us. So he is a good role model, as they say, for these younger players. Yeah, and I I really hope that he's allowed to um really take on that role as the role model. You know, what I mean, I really hope that he uh, he's allowed you know a bit of freedom with these younger players, but yeah, I I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, his his passion he, and commitment he, to the club, and even just as a footballer, because even when he came in, he said it's, it's too easy for teams to come to the Cardiff City and win. That's the first one, of the first things mm. he said. Obviously, he's delighted to be here. It's, it's work to do, which is which why I really like, why, why I really enjoyed here. And to be honest, and saying he, obviously he's privileged to be here, but this is not the Cardiff City that he knows, and obviously there's problems going on, but. Easier to, to fix us, basically. Well, we also asked on Twitter who now sits as our best player, which is a very interesting topic because who does sit as our best player? And Gareth Pierce has said, Gareth P, how would you do? He says, Odalda is our best player with Robinson a close second, lads. And yes, the Blues are staying up, which we also asked on Twitter. That's what. That's the type <laughs> of actual we want, Gareth. That's what we need towards the end of the season. But Odaldewa, a player you've been a massive fan of since he came in and you're one and saying how, how well he could be. Do you, do you feel he's our best player? Yeah, I think most consistent player brands. If 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 you are going to say okay. the best player in the club, he he probably is consistently his stats and match ratings and all that. And he never does something, never puts a foot wrong. He's he had a good game, what was it, like well, a couple of games ago, but that was just a like, one-off type of thing. But... I think him consistently. I think Robinson's ability, when he's when he's on form, is like dangerous. I think he'd be a bigger miss than Odalda sometimes. But I think saying that actually, if Odalda's out, that left back is a problem then. There, so them two 100%. are the players that we 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 don't want to lose. So you could say maybe they are the two best players in the team because without them two, it's not looking good for us. Yeah, I mean. Like I said, I think Robinson, you can argue whether he's our best. I feel like he's our most effective player. Maybe O'Dowd is our most important player. 
maybe we could work it out like that because it's not just even when he's playing on the wing it's the physicality in that work rate you know and I feel like he's really you know came in consider that when he came in and Morrison was sacked he wasn't happy about it because he came in to buy into this project like a lot of players that joined you can imagine but honestly every game like you said he's had a couple little moments as you would as a footballer he's human but no solid very very solid well Owen Davis has a different opinion Owen D he says what's happening now got to be Sawyer's at the moment <laughs> what, to what Lamucci has done to bring the best out of him and he says, and when is Blakey going to apologise for getting me hooked at Port Vale? Well, I will say, I will send the message over to Blakey. He's um, he's chilling right now in the North Pole, stroking his beard, staying away. He's been in about the success of Cardiff City. He's loving it. But I think we all know where he, uh, where he lies. But Soy as well. Yeah. You mentioned him earlier on the show. And again, you mentioned him at the start of the season. A bit like O'Dowd, Yeah. <laughs> is he our best player? Or is he... Or is it just the fact that he's made such a leap and a jump since Lamucci has come in? Well, I think we all know he's been... Well, I think we all know the quality. I know he's very technical, very good on the ball. And we've... We, well, Lamucci has allowed him to do what he does best and give him the freedom and then putting players around him that actually do the, the dirty work and allow him to get the best out of Sawyer's, which we didn't really see much under the former managers. And so at the start of the season, um, he played as well. I think he's just had trust and confidence, Brian. Like, he started the season off so good, then he, did, then he just dropped out the squ- out the squad completely. And he's had, he played like the last four or five games in a row. And we barely saw, when Sawyer's came on before the Mucci, I'd be like, oh, what's he doing? Like, get Colwell on, get another striker on. It's just a waste to Seb. But I think now we've seen the real quality and what Sawyer's can do and we know his weakness we know what type of player he is and we just say it is what it is and we're going to put stuff around that and we're going to make, but we are going to get the best out of Sawyer's and what he can offer to us because there's a reason why we got him type of thing so yeah he's one of the best technical players we've got now remember we're at Swaz Pod on the Twitter Facebook and now Instagram so like love share comment and most importantly Subscribe. Now the next segment of the show, I can see Will starting to smile because he haven't heard this for a while. It's guess the Bluebird. This is the segment of the show where mine and the guest's Bluebird knowledge is tested. Where we simply guess the Bluebird. No guess today, Will. So it's just me. Hit me. Right. This. I'm on it, mate. This player began his career at Cardiff City in 2005. Okay. And he spent his time at Cardiff from 2005 to 2012, playing 90 games, scoring zero goals. Oh, all right, that's... has got He my then head went on loan <laughs> during his time at Cardiff in 2009 yeah. to Plymouth Argyle, playing seven games, <laughs> zero goals. Before then joining... Oh. Before joining Crystal Palace in 2012, playing 10 games... Zero goals from 2012 to 2014. Before finishing his career in 2014 at Newport County, played eight games. So this player has played over 115 games, scoring zero goals. So he went from Cardiff or Lunga Plymouth to Crystal Palace to, to then to Newport. <laughs> yeah. 
So I had, I had a player in mind and an hour went, and then I had another player in mind and an hour went again. Um, no goals, mate. No goals. No goals. Okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. 2005. So you went, the, I think the Palace one is what's going to give me what I'm looking for. Oh, I mean. If you want any clues, just feel free to ask. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, mate. Don't worry. Um, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I will tell you one thing. Fact. I know it. He's played. He's got fourteen international caps, and he scored for his country. Well, he scored for his country, but he's never scored a career goal. <laughs> yeah. You're joking me, bro. What fourteen caps at all? Yeah, fourteen oh, caps. Wait. One goal. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Right. If you, if you want another clue, let me know. <laughs> I hate you, man. I was he scored for his country. Um, right. So, I, I think he's the defender. He's got to be a defender. <sighs> but I mean, I have to shoot my shot. If you're oh, mate. Give me a clue. A um, clue. Do you want a big clue? No, I don't, I don't, I really don't. I really don't. I can tell you, mate. Oh! I can tell nah, you. Nice. Is huh? he too young or is he too old? Nah, nah, he's too, he's too old. Right, too this old. player, Brands, has got a surname similar to one of the, uh, the guests we have on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what sort of... What sort of clue is that, bro? Where the hell? What sort of clue on, is that? Oh, uh, is it? So think about the people we've had on the podcast. Oh, and... my days. I know who it is. I know who it is. Why didn't you tell me the appearances? I did tell you the appearances. <laughs> did he go Crystal Palace, this guy, now? Yeah. You sure? Play 10 games for him. How many? 10. In, in how many years? Two. I know exactly who it is. Bang, I know who it is. I know exactly who it is. Darcy Blake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it! Yes! Come on! Oh my days. That was a good one. I can't lie. Good one, that? That was a good one. That was a very good one. I gotta be fair. Oh, mate. I <laughs> was hard, bro. That was so hard. That was so hard. I thought the guy was Welsh, and then and then I thought, nah, he's not. But I was like, he's like a Kansas City. You gotta be. That's a good, that's a good one, well. Fair play. That's right. I'll give you that. That was a good one. So that was Guess the Bluebird. A very good curveball by William Kosh this week. Just about God. I hope everyone uh, done better than me at home and wasn't struggling as much as me because uh, my, my brain hurts a bit. I can't lie, my brain hurts a bit. Well, the next segment of the show is the Cardiff City's women section. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Cardiff City's women's section. We're back for another episode and of course we are joined once again by Bluebirds women defender Hannah Power. How's it going Hannah? How are you? Hello, I'm good thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing very well thank you. Well we are now entering into phase two out of three of the season and we sit at the top of the Adron Premier after 14 games winning 12 and drawing just two. We have a 7 point advantage over Swansea and a 9 point advantage over Cardiff Met. How comfortable are the girls at this point in the season? 
yeah, we're feeling really good on the position we're in, but we don't want to feel too comfortable because you can't take anything for granted in this league. But we're, we're feeling really positive. And if you would have offered us where we are now at the beginning of the season, we would have bit your hand off. So we are all over the moon where, we're, where we are at the moment in the season. Do you feel there's any sort of complacency coming from the girls or is it just complete focused on going into this next phase of the season? No, I think we're all very focused. We've had a few games where, you know, maybe we haven't played our best, but we've still come away with a win. And I think that just goes to show the resilience we have as a team. And I think that's what's helping us. And the belief that we have in each other has definitely helped us be where we are at the moment. And we're not being complacent. We're We're taking every game, you know, as it comes. And, you know, we're just really pleased on where we are. And we're, we're focused every game. Well, last month saw the club add 18-year-old Manon Pierce to the squad from Barry Town. How, how is she settling into a new club? Yeah, Manon's settled in really well. Um, you know, it's a bit hard on the pitch because even though we're women's players, we do say Manon um, in our team. So saying Manon to Manon, it just sounds like you're shouting her name. But she, she settled in really well, honestly. She's a really good player and we're really pleased to have her in our squad. And she's made a really big impact since being here. Well, she definitely made an instant impact in her second appearance to the club as the team booked a place in the Adrian Trophy final with a 3-1 win over the New Saints. After going 1-0 down, the girls fought back right up until the 71st minute to get the equaliser through no other than new signing Manon Pierce, who scored from the edge of the box. And then Deja Vu hits as Fionn Price puts in once again a lovely cross into once again skipper Shabon while she headers it home. And then Phoebe Poole seals the win with a fantastic goal after missing the penalty early in the match. How often do we get to see a Walsh headed goal from a Price Cross? Yeah, I think it nearly happens every week at the moment. I, I think literally it must be at least every other game, at least. Yeah, yeah literally. Fionn's balls into the box, they are so dangerous. And when you've got somebody like Siobhan in there who will stick her head on anything, you know, nine times out of ten, you're backing her to score. So she's been amazing this season, both players, Fionn and Siobhan. So we're really lucky to have her in the defence, but also somebody who can go up top you know, on set pieces and be dangerous up top. So we're really lucky to have Siobhan. She's got to be top three uh, scorers now, surely. Yeah, I'm not sure how many she's actually on, but I think she's given the strikers a run for their money this season. Got to be double digits, got to be double digits. Yeah, it must be. Well, after the impressive cup win and an impressive season, really, saw numerous players gain an international call-up for Wales under 19, such as Phoebe Poor, Lily Binnan and new signing Manuel Pierce, who all started in their tie versus Portugal. How massive an experience is it for the younger players to, to gain this sort of experience? Yeah, it's really massive for them and we're really grateful that they get to experience that. A lot of us girls, we've played for Wales under-19s when we were younger, so we know how vital those experiences are. They help you um, gain confidence, they help you develop as a player playing internationally. So we're really pleased that those girls could go away and gain that experience. But at the same time, this week, not having them and having to play a cup final... It's been a bit of a strange week off the pitch because, you know, when would you when would any other team in any other league, especially in the men's league, have six players away on international and still be forced to play a cup final? Very true. Very it wouldn't true. happen, but <laughs> it wouldn't true. happen. So, you know, this week's been a strange week for that, but we are so pleased for those girls gaining the experience out there and they they've done really well and they've represented the club well. Well, as you mentioned then, over to the other semi final cup tie the FAW Women's Cup against Cardiff Met, Met, which was always going to be a hard fixture, as we know, especially with a few players out, as you mentioned. 
but the goals coming either side of half-time from Ryan Oakley was enough to secure the final with a 2-0 win. How much of a battle was this local derby, especially with players out? Yeah, we knew it was going to be a massive battle with the six girls away, but we know we've got the strength in depth in our squad. So we knew that if we believed in ourselves, the game was ours. So, you know, we trained really hard all week. We were focused on what we had to do. So going into that game, we were a little bit nervous. You know, you haven't got the typical squad that you've normally got but the girls who stepped in and their performances yesterday were amazing and we were so pleased to come away with two goals and a clean sheet against Cardiff Met who are a strong team so yeah it's a really good feeling to be in another cup final and to beat Met in the in the semi-final. I think that's been a massive advantage on uh, our squad really this season is that when players have come in and out is that the players have stepped up is really stepped up to the role whichever's been asked them as you you know you've seen many players playing in different roles as well throughout the season yeah the girls have been amazing the ones who've had to come in at times like this and I think it's because we've all bought into the same thing we all know our style of play we all work hard in training together and it's just all come together really well and those girls I'm so grateful when they have had to step in that they've made such a massive impact I think Ian's gonna have a massive headache for the game on the Sunday this Sunday against Swansea who to pick because the girls who stepped in yesterday they were amazing and you know I've got so much like credit to go towards them because they were clash yesterday now that's two cup finals and a comfortable position in the league. Han, you really wasn't joking at the start of the season about winning the treble, was you? <laughs> no. When I said it, I did say it in tongue-in-cheek, but I think the more as the season's gone on, the belief that we can actually do it has been like amazing and everybody is believing in it. Honestly, it's unbelievable. And we're stay we're not, you know, getting too far ahead of ourselves. We're still staying focused and taking every game as it comes, but it's such an amazing feeling to think that we are en route to doing the treble. It's unbelievable. You manifested it, Han. You manifested it. Honestly, if you believe it, it'll happen. It'll happen. Well, the next couple of fixtures, as you mentioned, is Swansea away, which is the 26th of Feb this Sunday, and then TNS away on the 5th of March, which will be two very tough fixtures for foot, for sure. How big will those games be in like hindsight of the league in the season? They're so massive. I feel like I say every game is massive, but it, it, it <laughs> literally every game, yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're two massive games for us, and I think they'll set up phase two for us and how we need to progress in phase two. If we could come away with two wins, then that's going to set us up massively to finish phase two as strong as we can. We're not under any illusion that they're going to be easy games. We know we're going to have to fight. We're going to have to work so hard. And we're going to have to have a good week in training this week preparing for it. But we're ready. And I can't wait to start phase two now and get even closer to winning the title. Well, also, the cup finals, as we mentioned, the Adrian Trophy final will be played on the 12th of March against Cardiff Met. Whereas the FAW's Women's Cup final will be played against Britain Ferry Lanswell. Time yet to be confirmed. Now, that's two teams you've already beat this season. How are yourself, team and coaching staff feeling about these fixtures? Yeah, we're looking forward to playing Cardiff Met and Britain Ferry again. I think in a cup final, anything can happen. So, you know, we're not underestimating either of them. I feel like we've played Cardiff Met about a thousand times this season, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Literally, it feels like every other week we've played them. But we're looking forward to the challenge of playing them again and just... We know what we need to do. We know how they play. And I think that's the advantage we've got going into this cup. We've got um, that advantage of knowing how they play, their style of play, and that confidence behind us, knowing that we can beat them. 
which is really good. And we're looking forward to it. I can't wait. 100%. What about Britain Ferrylands? Well, obviously, time yet to be confirmed yet on the final. But how do you feel like you match up against them after we'd beaten them early in the season? Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing them. They're a very physical team and they are a strong team. Even though they're in the league below us, they are a very strong team. So looking forward to playing them. When we played them back in the other cup before Christmas, I know our team was rotated. We played on their pitch. So it'll be nice to play them on a neutral ground um, and just be able to like go out there and play our football. And I'm really looking forward to it. Well, I think we all are looking forward to both cup finals when they come. So, well, once again, thank you so much for coming on, Han. And let's hope you come back six points and maybe a trophy happier. Yes, fingers crossed, manifest it. Manifest it, got to manifest it. <laughs> thank you so much, Han. <laughs> thank you. So that was the Cardiff City's women section. And yes, you guessed it, they are still undefeated. They're still on course to winning the treble. So make sure you get down there to watch them in the Adrian Trophy final. So now coming to the end of the show. It's been a good one. Plenty of uh, positive vibes. I feel like it's been a different feel this episode. Do you know what I mean? It's a... Do you know what I mean? We've got something to be excited about, at least. As we know, we are in a relegation battle at the moment. Huddersfield, who we are battling with, have brought in someone we're very familiar with, which is Warnock, and Blackpool have brought in someone who we're very familiar with, which is Mick McCarthy. As Cardiff fans, we should know more than anyone by experience. But, Will, I just want to ask you this question. Is there anything to worry about as of now? Uh, it, it could well be, mate. It's like a... It's like, um... Someone's made a movie or a documentary and they... It's like an American love story. It is, isn't it? That's what it's like. It's like an American love story, uh, it's, it's not like you just imagine. You've got Morrison, uh, Rotherham. It's just like everywhere we look, it's just... The, the exes, so they say. Cardiff. Literally. It's just there, screen, looking at us. And it's just... It's going to be one of them that's going to do it, so... It's just... Who do you want to choose? Or we could be the people that do it for all of them. But, um... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, that's just not the thing about it, yeah. It's still... Uh, couple of games ago early does do you, do you feel do you feel like we can make a, a fair evaluation yeah, yeah despite them winning their first fair evaluation despite them both winning their first games Mick McCarthy's lost again since but mm. uh, that's not really about Mick McCarthy I think Warnock's the person we need to be worrying about but um Phil yeah but it's a couple of teams like Birmingham a couple of problems going on and off the pitch for them QPR as well I know they've got Gareth Ainsworth coming in as their manager but they've dropped massively mm. since the departure of Michael Beal so teams could get dragged in it Brand and that's where the, that's where teams go down because they're not they haven't been here all season they think they're coming forward complacent before they know they're in a relegation battle so um, never know mate it can change like the championship and as well as Wigan bringing in Sean Maloney oh, listen yeah. teams, the teams are trying to improve they, they're doing what they can good manager yeah um, but Brad <laughs> don't want to say it but we're 15 points off playoffs, mate. That's that's AY. Oh, don't <laughs> start again now, mate. See? He can't help himself. He just can't help himself. It's only five, it's only five wins. Let's beat Norwich away on tomorrow. Or oh, Saturday, sorry. Days. Beat Bristol home. Win a derby. And then anything can happen from there. Anything. Honestly. You're, you're worse than Warnock yourself, mate. Mate, Nick McCarthy has done it. You're, anything you're can happen. Done it. <laughs> it can happen. It can happen. Lemucci ball. Mate, honest. Uh, Lemucci ball. Lemucci's at the wheel. 
Honestly. But no, I, I mean, in terms of Warnock and Mick McCarthy, I mean, it'll, it'll, be, a, it'll be a weird one. It'll, it'll, they, they both could, it could go very right or very wrong, the same way it, it did with us. It was one way or the other with both managers. You know what I mean? And what, especially with Warnock rumoured to come back in, it was, again, going to go really well or really wrong. And obviously they just brought in to keep him up. So yeah, it's in, it's interesting. I mean, like I said, it's like an American love story. It's like it's like having your two exes like moving in on your street, like to the houses across, like from you. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like McCarthy's like that toxic, toxic, toxic ex. I just looking out the window, <laughs> looking at you, watching you go past every time. Warnock's the one that's just overly friendly, just acts like you know what I mean, like nothing happened, just overly friendly, but really goes. Goes in the house and just throws that board. That's it. You flip it. You got more, picture of your face. You got you got Morris and your crush across the road as well, looking at you in the distance. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know who used to live with you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's some things to worry about. I mean, like well said, we can't make a fair evaluation yet. But these are experienced managers that are, are coming into keep their sides out out of the relegation battle. Well, out of relegation, sorry, and I feel like it really will be a battle come come end of the season when teams are fighting for them points. And more interestingly, I think it's going to be a very, very interesting experience when we play these teams. And not just that, they're, they're similar style of play. Not just say, I know you said Mimucci's not the most direct. He's a direct manager, as I said, and it'll be interesting to see that come against Mick McCarthy playing a six at the back. Warnock just lobbing the ball up there every time. It's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting little turn of events, and uh, I'm I'm excited to see it. But at the moment, I feel like City fans, we shouldn't worry too much. It's like I, this is why I say you cross that bridge when you get there. So if we need to go across that river, and there's a river in front of us, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. One thing we haven't mentioned well was Lamucci's comments within the press. He's come out and said. A lot of positive things about a lot of different players, but one more in particular is Mark McGuinness, or Maka, as he called him, saying he's a fantastic professional, a fantastic boy. You know, he's a big fan of him. You can see, again, like so, his, you know, his improvement since coming out. I know we've done very well at Sheffield, and we were singing his praises when he was coming back from loan, and we were scared that he was going to go in January. But he's really... A step that level up and I feel like he's more more than a good enough championship centre half and I feel like he's really at that level so do you think we're going to start to see an even better McGuinness now under Lamucci? Yeah possibly you might you might contribute some, some goals brands. that would be nice wouldn't it <laughs> see more goals going the back than that hey mate we need them we need them um, yeah he's bringing that calmness back you mentioned before last episode but yeah really good player it's really surprising we let him go out on loan but Maybe part of the plan. <laughs> he's got, he got him that confidence. He's played very well. He came back. And um, he's keeping us up. <laughs> but, um, yeah. <laughs> see him. It's nice to get him back, especially in that back four, back five, back two, whatever we want to play. But, um, <laughs> back six. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mick. <laughs> I, mean, I like you said, uh, I mean... It's just nice to see him. Well, we've, we've said on the pod so many times how good of a player he can really be, and it's and nice talk, to see him. And talk about Mick. We've got to f- just flourish. Come on, Mick. We've got to thank you for bringing him in. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mick. Cheers, quick Mick. He's <laughs> like the ex that bought you that nice, that, that bought you that nice necklace. <laughs> He's just still wearing it every day. Uh, Do you know what I mean? 
Oh, funny, funny, funny. Well, another players that have come in under Lamucci, which is who we haven't mentioned, Connor Wickham and sorry, Cabo. We mentioned Cabo, who did get a first goal. Connor Wickham is coming in. They both had minutes now on the pitch. Cabo getting a goal, as we mentioned. How do you think they're looking early, early on? Well, do you think there'll be enough to? I say, I'm gonna say, I would say keep us up, but I'm gonna say push us over the edge in terms of having some at least half clinical strikers. Yeah, well, we've got options now, Brian. So some of these players have to get drops from the not just from the start eleven, but from the bench as well. Not actually comes to the match days. So there's gonna be a bit 100%. of a goal and an incentive for them to get on the bench or get into the first team and start and start throwing some goals and. Started playing consistency, consistently over the next couple of games. But um, it's good. I think now we have options of Cabo and Wickham and maybe even Atete as well as that type of striker. Then you've got the options of Harris, Davis, Robinson as well from, from the other side. 100%. So it's good to have that, that mix and that balance of both. And uh, two, well, especially Wickham, very experienced striker, especially in this league as well. He's played in the Premier League, played everywhere. And... Um, he had a decent season this, this season already himself, so I'm sure he would like to be starting every week himself. So, we have, we have, obviously, he comes up assists as well, Brand. You can't, you can't, you can't hey, I was going to say, I was going uh, to say, I, I feel like he's looking quite good. He's looking good in the Cardiff City shit. Like, in the builder play, good on the ball. Like, I, I don't know. I, I feel just, like he's like, I know, it's going to sound bad, man. but a striker. I got a feeling he, he's a striker. I got a feeling he's just score against Norwich. Yeah. If, if I'm true, please come back to this podcast. But, um, <laughs> I can just see it. I can see him scoring at the ends that the way fans are at. And he's going to reel to the right and celebrate with the fans. He's going to be like a 1 0 or 2 1 Conor Wickham goal. You can see the YouTube highlights already. Hey. Conor Wickham's first goal picks up the movements. The winner of the seat, where they're called. Well, you read the year first. Read the year first. But no, he has looked positive, though, since coming in. Like, yeah. Obviously, he's come off the bench a couple of times. He's, he's looking. Good and like, like I say, he looks like a striker. I know we haven't had a goal yet, but he's looking like a striker, and he seems to fit in the style of play that we're playing. But no, I I'm I was really happy with the signing as well. I remember when he was younger, when he was like supposed to be like the next big thing, <laughs> like the next big Premier League striker, like, and it's nuts that he's ended up uh, poor old Cardiff City. But um, no, I feel like he's looking really positive, and and Cabot as well. Sorry, Cabot. Yeah. Mate, I, I feel uh, like it's, it's physicality attributes alone make did, it, make it does, such a difference. He does the unexpected as well. <laughs> do you see him against Birmingham? He's just doing overhead oh, kicks. Yeah. So just, whatever he can to get that ball towards the goal, he's going to do it. If that's him just doing a bicycle kick. Oh, yeah, 100%. Scorpion kicks, anything. At least that ball's going towards the goal. He doesn't care. 100%. And I feel like a player like him, I feel like come end of the season when we're in, say we are in a real battle, I feel like players like him are really coming handy when it's... That last 10 minutes of the he game, really, the last five minutes of the game. Yeah, he could be a really fan's favourite. in that box and you're just begging on someone to get on the end of it. Yeah, he, he could be a fan's favourite and he could be a real... He'd be alone that we fall in love with. Real difference. Another alone that we fall in love with. Oh, mate, it's been too many. It's been too many. It's been too many. Still getting over Tommy Doyle, bro. Do you know what I mean? Still getting over Cam Rasa, like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Right, you're still getting over Cody Drama. Right. Still getting over Eddie Newton. Do you know what I mean? Daddy Drinkwater. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Daddy Drinkwater is uh, rumoured to come back into the side. Oh, mate, I'll t- uh, You know, after, you know, things haven't gone too well in his latter stages of his career, especially at Chelsea. Uh, 
I take him in with open arms. What, 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 what about Aquila Kaysa, Fran? He's just going to take... Oh, I don't know. Win in a relegation battle. <laughs> then just wage it. Win a relegation battle. I said, I said about King, I'm a big fan of him. I don't like him, but I've got a loyalty to my players. But I clop. I'm like Warnock. I'm like Warnock again, bro. <laughs> oh, well, the next four fixtures that our beloved Bluebirds have got is Norwich away this weekend, as you mentioned, Well, It's going to be an interesting game. It'd be very interesting. Hopefully we could do a league double over on Brands. That's, that is that is so mad to think at the start of the season when Morrison came in and we beat Norwich City. So, it's so mad. And William Kosh was, William Kosh was Steve, screaming Steve Morrison at the wheel. <laughs> and now look where we are. Back up against Norwich. Mate, <laughs> it's mad to think that we, we're still talking about if you're a massive win against Norwich. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's changed. <laughs> Nothing's changed, mate. I'm just still saying, no, no, Lamucci's at OER. Listen to that. I'm so he's going to absolutely bend on top bins along with Conor Wickham, 2 1 Cardiff. 2 0. 2 1, I reckon. We can see it. 2 1. 2 1. And then, after that, it's the big one the seven side derby. At home against, of course, Bristol City. Koshy, mate, are we gonna? This could be massive for our season now. Well, when you think about it, yeah. if we get a big win against Bristol at home, yes. let's pack the stadium out, lads. Wait, I know it's gonna one, be one thing. Awful, I want to say, but let's just. One oh. thing I want to say is, what happened when we banned this first game of Cardiff City? Score against Bristol. First semi like derby from Bamba's assistant manager. It could be a win, brand. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's going to come off the bench and score. Oh, yeah, <laughs> feel free to come on, man. But, um, <laughs> I think it, it could be a win. It could be a win. And I can see him copper giving it to the captain's hand. And uh, a big derby win. That's we, which we deserved. Well, deserve, maybe not. That's the right word. Which, well, we deserve a win. <laughs> we, des- we deserve. We need. The fans deserve it. It's too long. And, um, yeah. It'd be nice. But they're 15th in the league currently. Six points off them. They got game in hand on us as well, so um, and they also been beaten the last five, but we won't get into that too much. But derby, everything goes out the window, eh? Especially that's bloody hell. <laughs> it goes out the window. Considering, <laughs> <laughs> considering how bad our record has been in derbies in recent history, this could be massive. And just, like I said, it'd be massive for us for the season in so many ways in terms of obviously position, place that three points are the big three points. Do you know what I mean? Morale, do you know what I mean? Going towards the next game. Like, this could literally decide our season. Like like I said, poor Derby records. Like, this could just, this could be the turn Two of the months. season. The turn where of the we, like, Yeah, charge. we knew we were saying. When we beat Bristol, we know we were, we, you know what I mean? We start to go towards safety and you have to start bringing up the promotion charge. Just quiet yourself down. The momentum please. can start. I'm not ready for the it. The momentum is start. I'm not ready for it yet. The momentum can start at Norwich and it can continue with Bristol having a massive impact going to Preston and then West Brom. Easily. Mate. Uh, well, how many games that? Well, what, Preston away. That's four games. West Brom at home. Four games, everyone else will lose. <laughs> Three points off. <laughs> so. That was going to bring me on to my next question, Will. <laughs> How many points are you picking up? Well, what which teams are? Bristol, Norwich, Press and West Brom. Bristol. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to be confident, Brands. Why not? Is that our podcast today? You're not going to say 12. You're not going to say 12, are you? I'm going to say three points against Norwich. <laughs> I am, I'm going to back mm-hmm. it. Three points against Norwich. I'm going to say it here. Okay. Three points against Bristol. That's six. Okay. Are we playing, are okay. we playing Preston away or home? Preston away. Is there away? It should be like a 1 0 Preston, unfortunately, I think. Sorry. But, um. Oh! So we ain't going on. Yes, I got excited, mate. And West Brom. It's going to be a 2 2 draw. Goals galore. 2 2. So I'm thinking 7 Interesting. points. Seven points out of a possible 12. Wow. For optimistic will. It's not too bad. I'm going for. Oh, I'm back the Again, back the last week, I was wrong. I said three. Or last episode, should I say? I said three. We had six. So, I'm going to go for... Did you say six last week, by the way? Or am I just saying? I believe you did well, but we don't have to mention that. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go for... Six. <sighs> I don't know where they come from. I think we're going to get that win in the seven-side derby because I can just feel it. Other than that, I don't know where the points are going to come from. Uh, it's going to be. A, it's going to have to be West Brom and Norwich, bro. So, well, we've now made the end of the show. And what a show it's been. I've gone for six points out of a possible 12. You have gone for seven. Whoever wins gets a free Freddo bar. Oh, but all? it's time for your tune of the week. Well, uh, what have you got for the people before you go? Uh, well, Out of Banks just came, new series just came out, and then a recent new one as well. For series four, they're gonna re- release as well. Um, so I've gone for their theme tune, Left Hand Free, which is a banger. And this summer, I feel like it's on his way. So um, yeah, it's like a summer tune. That's my summer tune, and this is the more tune of the week, man. Ah, well, for this week, I've gone for Last Last by Burner Boy. You know, this is the sort of vibes that I'm on right now. Kind of City won two games. What they won two games in a week, so I just hope it lasts. Last, I tell you what, I'll we'll, we'll, we'll be my shoe of the week next episode. Next episode, Brad. What's that? I feel like singing the blues after you pick up all the points. <laughs> oh, mate, that is poor. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much for listening. As always, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for the engagement and everything. All the amazing things that you Swazzers do. So, as of now, until next time. Blue birds! <laughs> <God's>. <laughs>